Hi again, everybody. Welcome to the Big Idea, Big Moves podcast. This is the destination for high performers. We talk to people from different genres, different niches, different areas of expertise, all doing cool things in their field of expertise. So we talk to CEOs, we talk to athletes, we talk to scientists, uh, academics, all of those different things to take little bits away um, that you can use and apply them in your own lives. And I know today is going to be one of those uh, those episodes. Uh, we've, we've got a really cool guest that we're going to jump into in just a second. Um, If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that uh, we have a relationship with Impact Magazine. So if you are looking for a publication and resource for fitness, health, nutrition, uh, it's definitely the place to go. Um, Right now, they are recognizing a bunch of uh, top fitness trainers. Um, So definitely take a look at that one and and see all these people doing really cool things in the space. So um, you can see them on Instagram. That'll be in the show notes. You can look them up yourself or see them tagged to these um, or go to www.impactmagazine.ca and and check it out for yourself. Um, The other thing is that uh, we um, work with Epitome HR as well. And and right now there's a lot of um, people who are listening who are business owners or are leaders in organizations and they're having to get through kind of all of this stuff that uh, all the change that's happening right now. And and they can definitely help with that. Um, They have on their website an HR assessment that might help your thinking around what um, kind of solutions work best with them. So um, you just need to go to www.epitomehr.com. Check out their services and see if it's uh, something that will help you out over the next little while. Um, And now we'll we'll kind of jump right in. Um, We're really happy to have Jenny Fisher or Fit Fish Mom, known to Mm -hmm. all of your your thousands of of followers across multiple social media platforms. Um, She's a working mom of two who's built up a really strong full fitness program and an app as well um, on basically how to um, make healthy living tools um, available broadly to people. So this is is really cool from our end. Uh, Her personal training background comes across. Um, as you see in a lot of the the live connections that she does as well. Uh, She has a really engaging style and real kind of down-to-earth way of connecting with her community. Um, And uh, that's also led to a lot of brand connections as well for you as well. So so Jenny, I know you're a very busy person. You've got lots going on in your life. So thank you for taking the time with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm very honored to be here and I hope I can add some value to your listeners. Oh, and I'm sure. Um, So maybe the first thing to start with a little bit, Jenny, is that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I I mentioned that you're, you're really busy, but it's because you (laughs) have a family, you've got a job other than just what you're doing here as well. Um, Young kids. um, Where did this idea of kind of being able to, to do that? The, the kind of fitness and I it's not really a side hustle because you've you've become quite big in it but how did how did that whole kind of journey start for you and to get you where you are today with that um it was it was kind of a lightning strike thing um I uh I've always been known around my circle of friends for being you know I used to personal training college I've always been into fitness I was an ex-athlete and all that so I, I would have friends always engage me, you know, can you show me how to modify this? Can you show me what I need to do at the gym? Can you tell me what kind of diet you would advise me to do? And um, after being asked that so many times, I, you know, it was one of those times where my husband was traveling for work, which he often did before quarantine. Yeah. And I'm sitting there with my thoughts and I'm like, you know, I should really use social media and put out little 15 minute workouts for my girlfriends. You know, I think they have easy access to it. I can make it super easy and it would take no time to film and put it up. So that's where the idea came from. 
and um, started posting, was very consistent with that. And after like a month or three months, I had, you know, 500 followers really quickly. And I'm like, wow, apparently people really like this, this kind of, uh, you know, fitness and they like um, being able to get on there and, and do it really quickly. Um, so I just kept going and organically it grew from there. And I've listened to the people that are supporting me through it. And I've taken their advice on things I could change or offer. And that's where it's gotten to me, gotten me to be now, which is now I have an actual company and a program out of it. So yeah, yeah, it's just an organic three-year growth. And that's why I'm here now. Yeah. And, and um, I would think a, a big part of your community and, and followers are, um, are busy moms like yourself. Um, have yes. you found that? Do you, why do you think it resonates so well in, in you know, it's specifically for yourself? I have, uh, I have pondered that a lot of why people are so drawn to what I'm doing. And uh, because there, there are thousands of people out there offering free fitness workouts and things like that. And I do have this tight community of, of 60,000 people, but it's, it's tight in the sense that we kind of are going through the same thing. And I think I put it out there what I'm going through and people are like, Oh, it's not, it's not just me. It's, you know, even somebody who is as fit as Jenny is going through these things so she can do it. Maybe I can do it. And, and I think that I have a uniqueness because I am a full-time medical salesperson. So I'm on the road. I have two little kids. I've got a a husband of uh, 15 years. And I have these responsibilities that I have to take care of. And now I'm in the fitness industry part-time, but before that I really wasn't. And I was still able to manage all of this and still be very fulfilled and balanced. Um, so I think that the fact that I was able to do that without, without having a career where I had to go into a gym every day, yeah. um, you know, I, it, there is a difference there because I used to be a personal trainer. I lived in the gym. I had no reason not to work out every day. And I'm coaching people about this all the time. So of course I need to live it. So for somebody to see a woman who is doing her job, taking care of her kids, um, you know, responding in a positive way with her marriage and all this stuff and still being able to balance it. I, that's what I'm trying to offer. And I think that's what they're, they're getting. And you mentioned there the pandemic and how, you know, some of those things have have changed a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. Has that been an opportunity for you? Because in many ways, this, this, how you present this program is, is um, more in tune with, you know, working out from home and and maybe doing things a little differently than before. Have you found an uptick from that? Has that been an opportunity rather than the opposite for you? You know, Jamie, it's, um, it's funny you say that because if it wasn't for the pandemic, um, I don't think I would have a program. And the reason I say that is because I've, I've been uh, certified for group fitness training for years, but I did like sub, I would occasionally sub at my local gym just for fun. Cause I love that outlet of, of being with a group of women and doing that. But my time restraints did not allow me to take on a full-time class. Yeah. So, um, with the pandemic hitting, I was on strong magazine is a women's fitness magazine. And they did, uh, they have women to watch their top women to watch. And I was asked to be in their magazine as a woman to watch. And then quarantine hit exactly when that article came out. And so I reached out to them and I said, Hey, you have a big platform. I've got a big platform. What if I did live workouts for you guys? And they were like, yeah, actually we're starting to do that. So we would love for you to be a trainer. Um, and I realized, um, through that 
uh, experience that I had a gift for communicating to people and I didn't have to be in a class. I could actually do this virtually and people were really, really connecting with me. And um, so I just, you know, I'm, I'm one of those that I take my feedback and I sit with it and I really just think about everything that's going on. Um, and it was telling me I needed to do something with that. So I started doing Zoom, Zoom workouts for people and they responded to that. And yeah, because of that experience, I was like, okay, I really, I have a calling to do this. Let me answer it because I've got so many people asking me for it. Yeah. And, and such a, a cool thing that, you know, something that for a lot of people is, it has been very devastating has actually created opportunity in other ways if you're able to see them as well. Right. Um, it, yeah. Uh, you know, one of the, one of the things is that, um, and maybe going along with that is uh, there are a lot of people who are struggling with, um, you know, if they've got kids maybe at home and having to, you know, help them get through school and virtual school and things like that. Have you, um, how have you tackled some of those changes just uh, and challenges for yourself, um, you know, knowing that you, you've probably gone through some of those things yourself as well? I have. So uh, obviously when quarantine really affected everybody in what, February, March, April last year, yeah. we were shut down. Our kids were at home with us. Um, I obviously couldn't work. Um, I was doing at home work here and there, but my job really is in the field. So mm-hmm. um and my husband's now not able to travel. So he's having to work in his home office. It was, it was a lot. What I realized from that is I'm very routine oriented. I had, I really had no idea until that happened. And I was like, you know, this is an opportunity. This is, this is my, um, you know, naive self when it first happened. I'm like, this is a time guys to really get your nutrition under control. You have nothing but to focus on you right now. Oh my goodness. And then this wrench happens to me personally. And I went, wow, now I'm getting affected how some of my, you know, viewers are being affected where I just, I got so sick of cooking three square meals every day for people and it had to be healthy and I'm still having to figure out creative ways to get fitness in. I was over it. I mean, I definitely gained my quarantine pounds and, but through that, I was able to connect with my viewers on a totally different way. Like I, guys, I get what you're going through. So that was, um, that was eye-opening. I was able to relate to people. And with that, again, I, I always take my experiences and I build on them and I try to grow from what I learn. And I was able to go, okay, there is, um, there is a need here for people to have this at-home fitness and not just, not just at-home fitness, not just going onto YouTube and doing a workout, but really having somebody who is talking directly to you and trying to pull you into doing something better through your fitness training for whatever it is that you're training for. And, um, and that's what I'm trying to do virtually is pull that out of somebody and taking them to another level of training instead of just checking a box and doing a chore and saying, okay, I got my sweat in. I'm good. I really want them to connect to that training. Well, and, and you've you've built this. Uh, I touched on before a, a really strong community, but also a community that is quite engaged with you as you're mm-hmm. going through these different things as well. How how important has that been in your success? And and um, and even for you in going through this, because you you do have a connection, I'm sure, with a lot of those people that are in your community. Yeah, I um I'm very blessed. I and I don't. My experience is my unique experience. I don't know what other I hate to use, I apologize for using this word, but influencers, I don't know what they experience, but I know that um, my engagement is very heavily commenting, 
Like I get, I get enough yeah. likes. It's fine. But, um, yeah. very heavily commenting, which tells me that people feel very comfortable expressing themselves to me. And they know that it's a safe space to open up about what they're experiencing. And they can tell me when, and they challenge me too. If they disagree with me, they challenge me. They feel safe enough. And they know that I usually respond with grace and understanding in those situations. Um, so yeah, the, the engagement that way has been amazing. And then the other thing that a lot of people don't see is the, the direct message engagement that I have. I have some of the most um, deep conversations with complete strangers that you could ever have. I mean, about their mother has cancer. They're dealing with this. Um, people having alcohol problems during quarantine, reaching out to me um, to discuss these things. And so through that, that it's, it's completely transformed me as a person, I got to tell you. So um, yeah, I hope that that answers your question. It's, it, it it's very valuable sure. to me. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I, I think that's um, that's the part that comes through as well, and probably creates more engagement because people do feel that that they can have that connection with you. Um, you've crossed multiple platforms now too. Um, maybe a, a pure <laughs> business um, question is is how do you mm -hmm. how do you learn those? How do you figure out you know which ones are make sense for you to be able to kind of connect with? How have you done that recently? That's a great question. Um, I don't have a lot of time to invest in figuring out the new social media stuff. Yeah. So I really, I, I might not be the greatest person to ask that question to because I, I will throw something at the wall. And if, yep. it, if, if it seems to stick, I'm like, okay, that's my corner. That's my lane. I need to go down that lane. Um, for example, I, I tried Pinterest and Pinterest is a whole, you got to constantly be publishing stuff on there to get any kind of track, got no traction. So I'm like, okay, next. Um, I tried Twitter for a second. I'm like, okay, I, I like to talk a lot, but I don't feel like I can be succinct in 142 characters or whatever it is. So it's, that's just not for me. Um, my lane is entertaining people and inspiring people. So Instagram obviously is a good one. Facebook is great because it engages my actual community where I live, my, where my parents live, all that stuff. Um, and then, uh, uh, YouTube obviously is a great place for me to do long form videos. So that's yeah. been a great, um, I just hit a thousand, uh, subscribers on that. So I was excited about that one. Yeah. Thanks. And then, um, uh, what is the TikTok? Yeah. So TikTok scared me to death for a while. Cause I'm like, <laughs> it's just a bunch of 13 year olds on there. I don't, I don't need, to, I'm 38 years old mother too. I don't need to be on TikTok. Um, I accidentally fell into TikTok because I was using it as an editing app. And I edited a really quick, short, stupid thing where I was talking to the camera, published it on there, published it on to Instagram. And it did okay on Instagram. It got like 2 million views on TikTok. And I'm like, wait, what? And then all of a sudden I had, um, I think I have over 40,000 um, followers on there. And I've only been on there since September. It's wild. Um, but, but to answer your question, I don't have a lot of time to invest and research each one. Mm -hmm. But I do know my my talents and my qualities and the, the ways that I can connect with people. And so yeah. I try to figure out which platforms allow me to do that. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. And uh, one thing I did um, read is that um, you dabbled in MMA stuff at one point. Yeah, um, I did. That's it's a bit of a departure from what people would think. I think just listening to you what tell us about that and, and just um, where did that come from? Yeah. So, um, Jimmy, one thing you're going to know about me or you need to know about me is I will try anything once yeah. I will try anything once. So I surf, I now skateboard the, the pandemic mm -hmm. taught me how to skateboard. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so the MMA thing is 
very unique because my husband and I were in Alabama for five years, right after we graduated from North Carolina State University, we moved down there to pursue sales jobs, both of us. Mm -hmm. And we're in Birmingham, Alabama, going to this tiny little neighborhood gym. And it's great. He and I, that was our date nights was going to the gym together, but we wanted we wanted to do something else. I heard about this program called CrossFit that started coming up. There were maybe two boxes all in, in all of uh, uh, Birmingham. And I'm like, let me go way across town and I'm going to take a, a, a demo class and just see. Um, and he said, well, I found this MMA gym right down the street and it looks like something I would like. Maybe you should try it too. It'd be good for your self-defense. And I'm like, no, that, that doesn't, <laughs> martial art does not even sound like my thing. So he was like, okay, well you go do that. I'm going to go do this. He loved it. Signed up immediately. Yep. I went to CrossFit and, um, the coach, and maybe this is a, a bad sales, um, thing from this guy, but he was almost too enthusiastic to have me join because he was like, oh my gosh, you like, I've never had anybody just come in, take one class and do that well before. He was like, you beat all the guys and all the women today. Cause I was like the last one to go. Yeah. And I kind of left, like, I felt, I was like, wow, I was really good at that. But then I was like, am I my top challenge? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, how am I going to be challenged here? This isn't what I want. I don't want to come in as the top person. Yeah. Um, so because of that, I went to, um, I went to my husband. I said, you know what, let me, let me go to one of these MMA classes with you and just see how it goes. So I walk in, I'm the only girl in this nasty garage gym. I mean, it was just dudes, testosterone, and I was very, I was like, okay, I'm nervous. I don't, I'm the only girl. And my husband couldn't come with me. I had to go by myself because of our schedules. And I left going that, that was challenging. That is something that I can learn something from. Yeah. And after that I was hooked. So, um, I, I never wanted to actually compete. They kept that. You should compete. You'd be good. You should compete. I'm like, no, I, this face, I can't mess up for sales. So, um, <laughs> But what, what we ended up doing is we would go in and we would help train the guys that were training to go to UFC or training for Golden Globes or something like that. Because yeah. like I was so quick with my head and stuff like that. They would put me with guys that needed to practice with that kind of movement. So I would yeah. spar with them and it was, it was, I thrived and wow, haven't been able to cool. find anything since, since I moved to Charleston, South Carolina, but loved every minute of it. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure it, it added to everything that you do beyond that as well. So it's a, it's, yeah, it's taught a cool me a lot. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, uh, one other thing is that um, I know that um, when you told a story recently about um, when you started your sales job and when you started that and how um, you had this feeling that, you know, when you were traveling around that your, your peers and clients expected you to, because of the type of work you do about being, you know, making sure that it looked like you were extremely fit with how, uh, like that you were, you were eating properly and all of those things. But what you were ending up doing um, from what I understand is, is kind of under eating mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, and, and, doing things that you didn't want to do, but having to do it in private. And I think that's probably mm -hmm. a pretty relatable story for a lot of people who do those similar types of jobs. Um, can you just tell us a little bit about that? And, and um, you know, how did that, how did that direct your current approach to fitness and wellness overall? Oh, wow. Yeah. So the, the post was about, and I'll be very candid because you know, I put it out there and, and people did relate to it, which I'm very thankful for. Um, but when I started my sales job, 
I always saw myself as a super fit, healthy person. Mm -hmm. And because I did not at the time look like it, I felt like I needed to act like it so that people would just know, oh, Jenny must be super healthy. All she eats is like super clean food. So when I went to these training uh, groups that were like three weeks long, I would just eat salads and I'd have a chicken breast with some broccoli or whatever. And um, just that restriction, you know, to be in front of people and to look perfect really got to me. So one day I remember going back to my hotel room, we had a free night and I went and ordered from this restaurant. It was probably 2,500 calories worth of food. And I ate every bit of it and I felt awful. And I ended up purging it, which, which is something that you, you're like, that's not me that I would never do that. And I did that to just relieve myself. But because of that, then I felt awful about myself and it was this vicious cycle. And I think that what I've, what I've learned is that the restriction, first of all, is such a negative feedback because you end up resenting everything that you're doing. And then when you find that moment of weakness, you totally just undo everything you've been working for. So that is why now my platform is balance and restrict, uh, balance and modification, moderation. I'll get there. Balance and moderation. So instead of restricting yourself, I find it's a lot more important to set your goals on um, athletic things or some other goal that's not aesthetically tied. Because when you're only thinking about losing weight or losing body fat or something like that, you want it instantly. You want to see it. Otherwise, you're not going to be motivated to do it. So what I try to do is get people to focus on, okay, let's take a box jump, for example. I can only do a 12-inch box jump right now. I would love to get to 20 or 24 inches eventually. Let me work on that. Let me do the things that I need to train to get there. And what you'll find is if you're actually focused on that goal and you're seeing those improvements, you're motivated to go and do those things. And eventually you'll get to a place where you'll start to see your body changing into that athlete that's able to do that. Um, and then you, you set a new goal, you know, um, but, but all of that is to say restriction is, just, it's just a personality killer. It's a motivation killer. Um, I just think it's the antithesis of everything we need to do as we're setting goals for ourselves. Yeah. And, and more of a, a whole life approach too, to it. Not just, mm -hmm. uh, um, not just one specific thing. Um, yeah, and, it's a lifestyle thing. Yeah, absolutely. And, mm -hmm. and so from, from your end, I mean, we usually ask, is there, uh, are there mentors or people that you've really kind of, um, you know, learned some of this stuff from, or, or that you've really looked up to through your, your journey so far? Um, that is a very thought provoking question. I, I think I just pull from everything in my life. So, uh, full transparency, I have a, uh, a degree from North Carolina state in nutrition, biological sciences, concentration in nutrition. Um, so I had, uh, a lot of influence there in just understanding how very little we understand about nutrition and also, um, just the way that the government can influence the way that nutrition is marketed. Um, so because of that, I have a very um, skeptic, skeptical way of looking at nutrition, mar uh, diet marketing. Mm -hmm. um, but also I look up to um, Dr. Bolsewicz. Uh, I mentioned him a lot on my page. We're actually personal friends. But recently, he just released a book called Fiber Fueled. Um, I've always been interested in the gut microbiome and the whole mind-gut thing. So he's been a huge influence. And I've picked up on, I, I've always thought that we eat too much protein. We're focused too much on protein. And there's something we're missing in 
you know, um, how to feed our gut microbiome. Well, there's two ways to do that. That's breast milk, which we're not really able to get very much of that. And then there is um, fiber. Those two things are what fuel those gut microbiomes that we need to fuel the processes in our, in our body. So um, he's been a huge, if anybody wants to go follow him, the gut health MD, huge, huge um, mentor for me. And then outside of that, um, I, you know, I hate to sound tacky, but I feel like the people that follow me and pour into my cup uh, through social media have actually been um, huge influences on me. Um, Again, people challenge me, people, bring up things that I never thought about in ways that I never thought about them. So um, that has been just collectively this huge influence in my, in my life and to make sure that I'm able to be, be very um, conscientious in the way that I'm providing. Cause now, now I have this huge platform and it happened over three years. Um, so I can't just say stuff without really thinking about how this is going to impact any of my readers. Um, so that's been a huge influence for me. And then, um, you know, I'm also a Christ follower. So that is always going to be my, you know, that's the, the light that I walk towards. But um, yeah, that's to answer your question. Those are my influences. And, and what is what is on your kind of how do you how do you look at goal setting for yourself? Because you've got multiple things that I'm, I'm sure you're kind of looking at across, um, you know, whether it's your work <laughs> life or, or yeah. you know, the different separations of it. How do you how do you approach goal setting for yourself? Are you one of those people who writes That's, it all down or do you, how do you do it differently? <laughs> I don't, I don't write it down. Um, so in my business world, in my social media world, in my fitness world, this is how I approach my goal setting is um, I set goals that are um, short term. So obviously like, for example, for my sales, I want to hit president's club this year, you know, okay, how am I going to do that? I can't just hit president's club. I am going to do this um, in this amount of time. So it's always short term. So in the next month, I need to have this done. I also want it to be, um, uh, time oriented. So, you know, how many times it's gotta be quantifiable. How many things am I going to do in what amount of time? For example, I need to make five, um, at least five sit down meetings or lunches per week for the next month. Um, and through that, when you're, when you're talking about action oriented stuff, instead of just a, I need to, I need to bring in $10,000 worth of sales this month, but how are you going to do it? And it's the same thing with losing weight. You know, I want to lose 10 pounds. Okay. That's great. How are you going to do that? Maybe you could say, I need to go to two more hit classes this, this week for the next two months. Um, action oriented, short term, put it into terms that you can say, yes, I have done that. And also it's gotta be attainable. Um, so if you're like me, super busy mother to say I'm, and and you don't work out at all to say, okay, starting today, I'm going to work out six days a week for at least an hour a day. That's not attainable. I don't care who you are. It's not attainable to sustain you through however long it might be attainable for a week or two. And then you're going to start that resentment process because you're, you're, you feel like you're failing. So that's what I want people to avoid when they're setting goals is set yourself up for success is the biggest, that's the biggest takeaway. Set yourself up for success, set the bar low and keep pushing that bar higher and higher every time you have a success. Well, uh, linking on with that, because uh, one thing we ask everybody we talk to, every guest, um, is kind of a, a two or three actionable things people can do. Um, mm-hmm. And I think considering your background and what, 
what you're doing in your life. Um, you know, there are probably lots of people that are, are out there, um, busy parents, having to work, doing all these things in, in a, a, probably a pretty stressful time right now. Do you yeah. have two or three kind of tips on, on what people can do to help, um, you know, balance things and still be able to kind of affect their fitness and wellness goals at the same time? Yeah, I um, let's talk about, you know, portion control because, you know, calorie counting can be very overwhelming for people, especially if you don't have a nutrition background and uh, everybody sets this daily goal. I need to stay under 2000 calories a day. I need to stay under 1400 calories a day or whatever. Um, Whatever your goal is, mine is maintenance. So I try to stay under 1800 calories a day. The way that I have learned, and I actually retrospectively learned that I do this, I was doing it. And then when people asked me, I was like, oh, I that makes sense. I need to share this. Um, with my breakfast, uh, first of all, I try to make sure I'm eating 80 to 90% plants, but for my breakfast, I meal block. So I eat a breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and you might have snacks, whatever. You could still do it with that. For my breakfast, I stay between 200 and 400 calories for my breakfast. That is, that's a, there's a lot of options for breakfast that you can stay in that. So I go, wow. Okay. Got that goal. I'm successful already. And then you go to lunch and you go, okay, I can eat between 400 and 600 calories for lunch. 600 calories is a, it's a lot of food when you really break it down. Even if you go to fast food, you can find something under 600 calories. And again, this is my goal, not everybody else's. Um, And then for dinner, I'm now 600 to 800 calories is what I'm allowed to eat. And that's when you start understanding nutrition, how to count 800 calories is actually a lot, especially when it's 80 to 90% plant-based. The other thing is, is I know personally that I really enjoy my wine every night. I'm not going to restrict myself, not every night, but most nights. Um, I'm going to have a glass of red wine every night. I make sure I build that into my meal block. And then on the weekend, I actually have um, extra calories that I have left over on the weekend. So I can, I can splurge um, because I built that in for my Saturday and uh, for my Friday and Saturday. So my husband and I, we can go downtown and have a good meal and not even worry about it. But um, meal blocking has been a huge tool for me. So I hope that that might help somebody out hitting those little goals that add up to those big goals. And you're right. They, they kind of connect in with a lifestyle that's not going to make you resent it. So um, that, yes. that yeah. allows you to be successful as well. Um, mm-hmm. If people are looking to follow what you do and, and all those things, what, uh, what would some of the best ways to do that be, uh, Jenny? I am on just about every social media out there. I am Fit Fish Mom. My last name is Fisher. So Fit Fish Mom. And then my um, whole program is fitfishmom.com. And eventually you'll be able to find the app through there, which is being built right now. Very excited about that. Very cool. Very cool. And we'll make sure that um, we put it in all the show notes and uh, we'll have the links on there as well. So uh, if you haven't had the opportunity to write it down, then we'll make sure that it's readily available for you as well. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast on whatever platform you're either listening or watching on, make sure you do that now because we have fantastic guests every week. Um, And And uh, again, thank you for taking uh, the time out of your busy schedule, Jenny. We really appreciate (laughs) it. Thank you so much for having me on. I I greatly appreciate it. Mutual respect. No problem. Okay. Well, thank you. And we will talk again on Big Idea, Big Moves. 